Ten men were on their way, sent on a mission by their father. You see, they had run out of food. And these ten brothers were sent to a foreign land to beg for mercy and for food. They didn't want to be there. They didn't want to be down on their knees asking for this ruler of Egypt to give them food, but they had to. And so they found themselves bowing before him. Of course, the ruler of Egypt did not receive them very well. And things got from bad to worse. The ruler threw them into prison and accused them of being spies. Finally, after three days of sitting in prison, the ruler let them go, but held one of their brothers, his name was Simeon, hostage, and told them that they were to return back with their youngest brother, and then he'd let them go. Can you imagine how they felt as they were sitting in prison? How they were wondering if maybe they were going to die in jail and rot in jail where their family back home starved to death? Things were going from bad to worse. And when they finally did get home, their father, Jacob, he did not want them to go back. He certainly didn't want them to take the youngest brother. He'd already lost the other brother, the youngest. And he didn't want the next youngest, the very youngest, to die. He said very pessimistically, you will not go back. If you take him and something should happen to him, I will go down to my grave in tears. It seemed like they saw everything working for their bad. But what we see, and what they did not understand, is that God works all things for the good of those who trust in him. God was working behind the scenes to work everything, though they did not see it for their good. And not only their good, the good of their families and the good of all people. Sometimes we don't see God working all things for our good. This morning we continue our series, Wrestling with God, as we wrestle to see him work all things, everything, for good. You know, if the brothers, those ten brothers, had reason to struggle with God's working, their other brother, Joseph, certainly had all the many more reasons to struggle with seeing God working for good. Joseph had been given that vision from God, that dream when he was young, that his brothers would bow down to him. And, but when Joseph explained this dream and one just like it to his brothers, those two dreams made them hate him all the more than they already had. So much so that at one point when Joseph was young, they saw him coming and they plotted to kill him. They ended up selling him to slavery. Things had gone awfully bad. A, a quick, sudden turnaround for evil for Joseph. His brothers would remember it over two decades later as little Joseph, the 17-year-old, begged them for mercy. Joseph was sold into a foreign land as a slave. Talk about a, a turn for evil. Betrayed by his brothers, sold for a price. But God works all things for good. In that foreign land, Joseph was actually serving in the household of a prominent high official in Egypt. And Joseph was blessed by God in all the things that he did. And Joseph, while he lived in that foreign land, 
did not forget the Lord his God, but continued to trust, fear, and love the true God. And yet, despite all this, Joseph faced a second great turnaround in his life for the worst. Joseph was wrongly accused by his master's wife of trying to rape her. Though Joseph himself had tried to flee from her attempt to try to get him to commit adultery, he was slandered and wrongly accused of his crime. And he was thrown into prison. And there he was, a foreigner, falsely accused of rape, sitting in a jail, rotting away once more. Joseph faced a second great turnaround for the worse in his life. Twice an injustice, twice betrayed. Where was God? How was God going to work this for any good? Here he was. Who would ever lift up an accused rapist sitting in a foreign prison? But God works all things for good. God would do that for Joseph. You know, there are times when we struggle with setbacks in life. Maybe we face a setback of a, a sudden turn for the worse as we lose our job or we lose our reputation or maybe we lose our health and we have a struggle against a disease like cancer or maybe a friend or a spouse is gone. Sometimes we face those great setbacks, a turnaround for the worse. How about when you face two how about facing both that job loss and that cancer that goes with it? Or losing a spouse and also losing your reputation or your home? Imagine facing like what Joseph did, two terrible turnarounds for the worse. We don't know if Joseph continued to trust that God would work all things for his good. We don't know how he felt as he was sitting in prison for so many months and years wondering, will God turn this around? But we do know how hard it is to see God working for good when we're facing that pit of evil and despair and injustice and major setbacks in our life. Is God going to work all for our good? Joseph would find out eventually that God does and he would see it with his own eyes. Years later, another man had two dreams. That man was the ruler of Egypt. And there was a fellow prisoner of Joseph who had been set free that remembered how Joseph was able to interpret his dreams. Of course, it was God. And that man informed the Pharaoh of Joseph. Joseph suddenly was pulled out of his prison and brought before the Pharaoh. And when Pharaoh asked him to interpret his dreams, Joseph said, I can't, but, but God can. And God gave him the ability to give understanding to those two dreams. And Joseph told the Pharaoh that this is what your dreams mean, that there's going to be seven years of severe famine in the land. But first, there'll be seven years of abundance. And Joseph gave advice to the Pharaoh saying, you need to appoint someone during those seven years of abundance to store up grain so that you can make it through those seven bad years. And the Pharaoh hearing this interpretation, saw no one more fit for the job than Joseph. Suddenly, Joseph 
was the second in command of Egypt. A royal robe was placed on him, the Pharaoh's signet ring on his finger. And wherever Joseph went, people would bow down as people went before him saying, make way, make way for Joseph. And Joseph had people everywhere bowing before him. And then Joseph found success. The seven years of abundance had so much grain that Joseph was able to amass for the Pharaoh more grain than could be counted. Joseph, the highest in all of Egypt save for the Pharaoh, was now growing in fame as the famine came. And people came bowing before him, begging for food. And Joseph then saw it. There came those goat herders from the land of Canaan. They did not recognize him as he spoke as an Egyptian, walked as an Egyptian, and was dressed as an Egyptian. But over 20 years later, he still recognized those brothers who he last saw as he was begging for his life. Now they were bowing before him, begging for mercy and for food. And then it, it says, Joseph remembered his dream. There were his brothers bowing before him. God had put Joseph to such a position, Joseph saw, not so he could enact revenge on his brothers or he could even the score. Joseph knew as he remembered that dream he had so long ago, God had this planned out. And God brought him to such a position through such trials, not so he could seek vengeance on his brothers, but so he could save them. Eventually, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers. I am Joseph. And those who were bowing before him, it says, were unable to answer him because they were so terrified in his presence. Was Joseph going to enact revenge for all their sins they had brought on him? Joseph had to assure them he wouldn't, and he provided for them. Joseph came to understand and led his brothers to see God had brought him through everything and God had worked evil for good to accomplish his saving purpose. The sons of Jacob, Joseph's brothers, were provided for in a rich land. We see, though, years later, near the end of the book of Genesis, after the brothers had lived with Joseph and all their family for so long, they're still troubled and fearful. When Jacob, their father, dies, there they come once more, afraid for their lives, bowing before Joseph, thinking now he's going to enact revenge, and they're begging for mercy. Joseph has tears in his eyes as he sees his brothers and sees that they're still not seeing God's working and God's purpose. And he says to them, don't be afraid. Am I God? You intended to harm me. But God intended what is now being done, the saving of many lives, including yours and so many others. God takes evil. Even siblings betraying their brother at a price for slavery and hatred going against their own family. Even someone slandering another and tossing them into prison. All those evils for good. The years of suffering and abandonment and loss. God does this. Joseph, at many points, had to struggle perhaps to see that. Joseph's brothers had to learn to see that. 
And we need to see that, that God takes everything and works it for good. That's why God sent Joseph, because he knew those years of famine were going to come and that Joseph's brothers should have died for their sins, but he wanted to spare their families and spare the sons of Jacob because God had a, a promise, a vision, a prophecy to fulfill that was far greater than the saving that Joseph brought about. It was the one who would come to save many more, to save the entire world, and to save them from certain death. This man came into this world, a man familiar with suffering. He was betrayed by the sons of Jacob. He was sold for a price. He suffered greatly as they bound him, beat him, and whipped him. And they slandered him and spoke ill of him and mocked him as they crucified him and placed him on a cross. But Jesus, the Son of God, came knowing God's plan, that God works all good things for his purpose, all things for his purpose, including the greatest injustice that ever happened, the crucifying of the Son of God on the cross. And by his suffering, he became a sacrifice so that we would not bow in fear before the king, but we would hear him who rose to life say to us, don't be afraid, it is I. I have provided for you. I will keep you safe. I will bring your family to live with me in this land of peace. In Jesus, those who trust in him, we have found forgiveness of sins so that we can stand in his presence without fear. And we know that because God worked this greatest of evils by the cross of Christ and worked about our salvation, we know he will also take everything that comes and whatever happens, and he will still accomplish his good purpose in Christ. For those who trust in him, God is going to fulfill this as he takes us out of this land and brings us to our heavenly home. Joseph told the sons of Jacob that they were to take his bones when he was near death. They were to take his bones, he said, after he had died, and carry him back to the promised land, which God had said he would bring them. Joseph said, God will visit you, and he will bring deliverance. Jesus, our King, is going to visit. He is coming again, and when he does, he will bring us out of this world so filled with the curse of sin and struggles of evil, and he will accomplish his good purpose in the end. And there, in his eternal kingdom, will provide for us as we stand in the presence of our King, who says, do not be afraid. It is I. Peace be with you. You know, we will face setbacks in life, won't we? And I don't know for sure just how severe those setbacks will be in your life. And if you'll maybe face, like Joseph, multiple setbacks, they may cause us to wrestle with God and to wonder, how is God working good through this? But like Joseph and the sons of Jacob and all of God's people who see Christ, we know a God who works all things, even evil, to accomplish in the end his good plan for those who trust in him. And so we wrestle with God at times. But we also 
hold to his promise so that when we bow before him, the king, we will receive all good things in the end. Him who accomplishes his plans, his good plans for us. In Jesus, amen.